Thank you for checking out the Faith City Church Podcast. We believe that you'll be blessed by today's message. Well, good morning, everybody. It is Sunday, May 24th. Can you believe we're almost all the way through May and into June? I really think that spring may actually finally be here, leading into what I hope is a beautiful summer. You know, there's nothing like a little bit of sunshine to brighten your day. And I would have to say that there's nothing like good friends connecting together to brighten your day as well. So I'm glad that you're here with us this morning. So let's get right into the message today. You know, last week we started a brand new series entitled The Good Word. And we talked about the word humility. What we're doing every week is we're actually taking a word, we're breaking that word down according to scripture, and we're seeing what it looks like to walk that out in kingdom life as sons and daughters of God. But today, I want to talk about another word. Now, some could feel as if this is a dirty word. And yes, it is an F word. I know it's church, but it's an F word. It's the word forgiveness. Some of you knew I was going there, right? But it's the truth. Sometimes that word forgiveness is not something we necessarily want to think about or you know hear about because we maybe don't want to forgive. But the word today is forgiveness. Say that with me, forgiveness. This is a big F word. This is a really important word in how we conduct our life and how we walk out kingdom life. You know, the Apostle Paul in his letter to the Colossians, he wrote this. He says, bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Look at this. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. That's huge. Now, the Message Bible says this. Forgive as quickly and as completely as the Master forgave you. Man, I love that. And regardless of what else you put on, wear love. It's your basic, all-purpose garment. Look at this. Never be without it. Man, that is a mouthful of words, and sometimes the message translation has a lot of words. But look how much is packed into these verses. Look again. He says, forgive as quickly and completely as the Master forgave you. Or we could say, as Jesus forgave you. In other words, Jesus is our example when it comes to forgiveness. And the bottom line is, he forgives quickly, and don't miss this, completely. Now, if you didn't swallow hard just a little bit when I said that, pinch yourself, because you're probably sleeping. Because I know for me, forgiving quickly, and especially completely, is never easy. Can I get an amen? There it is, folks. Then Jesus said this in Luke chapter 17. He says, it is impossible that no offense should come. Think about this. It is impossible that no offense should come. Jesus is telling us that literally we will always have an opportunity to become offended. Oh, thanks a lot, Jesus. But it's the truth, right? We will always have an opportunity to harbor resentment or to walk in forgiveness. It's really our choice. One key thing that we must remember, and honestly, if this is all you walk away with or remember today, then it was completely worth it. Listen to me. Forgiveness is not a feeling. I'm going to say it again. Forgiveness is not a feeling. Now, we'll get back to that shortly, but first, a quick story. Now, for those of you who know me, they've heard my stories of dirt bike and ATV mishaps, wipeouts, and spills. Just not really good on those machines. But not too many know of my Honda Spree incident. 
Now, how many remember the Honda Spree or the Nifty 50? I've never ridden one. It's quick. I've never ridden anything, ever. It's fun. Then choose a scooter that best expresses your individuality. It was a beast. It was a two-stroke 50cc engine capable of up to 30 miles per hour. You heard me right, 30 miles per hour. Not only that, in both 1986 and 1987, they modified these to increase the horsepower. Get this, 32 to 33 miles per hour. Wow, right? For those of you who can do math, you're already figuring this out. That's three more miles per hour. Wow. Okay, sure, I'm being a little facetious, but anyway, one day I stopped at a friend's auto repair shop and he was working on this mutual friend's Honda Spree. There it was right in front of me. In fact, he had just finished it up and he says to me, uh, you want to take it for a ride? Well, of course, my response as a 16-year-old with a fresh driver's license was, yeah, man. But then he says, wait, you do know how to ride a two-wheel power bike, right? Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> Probably not a good idea. Anyway, I jumped onto this Honda Spree. I was excited to feel the power of 50 cc's, baby. I hit the throttle. I take off, almost squealing the tires, if you can believe that. And I'm heading straight for the main road that his shop sits on. It's a really busy road, lots of traffic. Well, I almost dumped it into the street, but I turned just in time. But it doesn't stop there. I managed to stare away from that busy road and head toward the back of the, the shop there where you know he had this parking space area for the cars that he had been working on or needed to work on. Well, I'm at top speed. Now, just a reminder for those of you who may have forgotten, that's 33 miles per hour. Just wanted to make sure. When I realize that I'm heading straight for his custom monster truck, well, instead of hitting the brakes, which any normal person would do, I hit the throttle. Yes, I hit the throttle. And you know what? I couldn't let it go because I was in a panic. Well, I end up losing control, smash into his monster truck with, well, really just the tire rim because the tires were like taller than me, right? I smashed the entire front end of this Honda Spree. And you know what? It cost me a few hundred bucks to repair. Jeez, just telling that story has just brought up some, some old feelings and Give me a minute. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but there is a moral to this story. It's like, wow, Pastor Andy, you are in rare form today. Listen, I'm having fun. This is awesome, being together. But there's a moral to this story. The moral is, I should have let go of the throttle. Let it go. Let it go. Don't you dare start singing that song. But there's a moral here. We have to let it go. See, sometimes if we don't let things go, if we don't let the past wrongs done to us go, we will end up crashing on our backs, sometimes looking straight up saying, what happened? What happened in my life? So what does it mean to forgive? Well, the definition according to the dictionary is to do a favor, to show oneself gracious, to be kind and benevolent, to grant forgiveness or pardon. I remember a few times in my life where I let things go further than they should have. It tainted me. I mean, I got to the point where if I just heard that person's name, an overwhelming sense of disgust and anger would come over me. Why? Well, because bitterness set in. 
But if we look back at Luke chapter 17 and verse 1, then he said to the disciples, who Jesus said, it is impossible that no offenses should come, but woe to him through whom they come. One translation actually says, things that cause people to stumble are bound to come. So Jesus is, is really making us a guarantee. He's like, I know humanity. When humanity is lost, when they're not operating in you know, their true identity, guess what? Offenses will be caused and offenses will be received. It's just how it works. But this word here, in the original Greek, when Jesus says it's impossible that no offense should come, this word offense is actually the Greek word scandalon. And here's the definition. The movable stick or trigger of a trap. An impediment placed in the way and causing one to stumble and fall. In other words, it's a trap. Don't fall into it. Don't allow it to cause you to stumble. See, there will always be an opportunity to take on an offense. How many can agree with that statement, right? I mean, how many have ever been offended? Here's a question. How many were offended just this morning getting their coffee before they sat down for the wonderful holy live stream? <laughs> By the way, you don't have to answer that question. But the honest answer is that all of us have had the opportunity to take on an offense and harbor unforgiveness and bitterness. Now, the Apostle Paul, he says to his protege, Timothy, in 2 Timothy, he says, remember this, in the last days, there will be many troubles because people will love themselves, love money, brag, and be proud. They will not love others, but look at this, will refuse to forgive, will gossip, and will not control themselves. Now, by the way, just a side note, when the Apostle Paul mentions the last days here, when he says the word last days to Timothy, he was speaking of their last days. We have to see this, okay? Their last days. The last days of a former and old covenant. If you didn't know, they were transitioning from an old covenant to the new covenant. This isn't speaking of events in the year 2020. Well, I digress. Look at what he tells Timothy here. He says that people will be completely unwilling to forgive. Wow. And even though Paul was writing to Timothy over 2,000 years ago, we know people and or have experienced this unwillingness to forgive ourselves. We could sum it up in one word, irreconcilable, which means cannot be persuaded to enter into a covenant or be joined with. You know, a lot of times we've heard this term used when it comes to divorces. What do they state? Irreconcilable differences. We just can't get along. We cannot reconcile. We're completely unwilling to forgive and move past our issues. I mean, that's just the truth. But the author of Hebrews tells us a different story. They tell us that as Christ followers, as kingdom people, that we are to, listen to this, pursue peace with all people. I need to say that again. Pursue peace with all people. Now, did you catch that little all people right there? We don't get to pick and choose who we pursue peace with. You know, I'm not hearing many amens on that one, me included. But it says to pursue peace with all people. Now, this word pursue in the original language means to follow aggressively. So it's not just something we kind of do. This is something we do on purpose with purpose. You see, obtaining and maintaining peace is a continuous effort. When you become offended, 
you no longer see things the way you once did. It's like you literally put on a new set of glasses and everything you see is now seen through the eyes of the offense. So why do we pursue peace and why do we walk in forgiveness? Well, some may answer, well, because that's what a good Christian should do. It's, you know, a self-effort and a good works mentality. Well, I'm not saying that good works are wrong. It's just not the motivation. Self-effort will fail every single time. Now, others may say, well, if you don't forgive others, then your heavenly father won't forgive you. I mean, didn't Jesus say that? Well, yes, he said that, but it was the old covenant he was referring to. So what does the New Testament or the new covenant have to say? about these statements? The answers can be found in the book of Colossians. Here the Apostle Paul in Colossians chapter 3 verses 12 through 13 makes a pretty powerful statement. He says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Look at verse 13. Bear with each other, And here it is, forgive one another if any of you has grievance against someone. But look at this last statement. He says, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Now, that is a huge and powerful statement that the Apostle Paul makes there. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. So there's really two points that I see from these verses. Number one, why do this? In other words, why forgive? Well, the answer is right here. It says, because that is who we are. I mean, it's built into us. It's it's who we are. It's our very character. It's our nature. We just have to tap into that. But then number two, the point I see here is forgive as the Lord forgave you. Well, think about that. How did the Lord forgive us, right? How did Jesus forgive us? Well, Hebrews tells us in chapter eight and verse 12, it says, they'll get to know me by being kindly forgiven. That's how we get to know him. But look at this, with the slate of their sins forever wiped clean. So how does the Lord forgive? Listen to this, completely and forever. It's a done deal. The slate forever wiped clean. Are you seeing a rhythm and flow to God's forgiveness toward us? This should make you ecstatic. I mean, this should pump you up, man. This should cause you to fall more in love with your heavenly father. Now, looking at Matthew chapter 5, Jesus said something here that seems impossible, but I believe that through him can be walked out. Look here in verse 44 of chapter 5. He says, I'm telling you to love your enemies. Let them bring out the best in you, not the worst. When someone gives you a hard time, respond with the energies of prayer, for then you are working out of your true selves, your God-created selves. This is what God does. He gives us best the sun to warm, the rain to nourish to everyone regardless, the good and the bad, the nice and nasty. If all you do is love the lovable, do you expect a bonus? Anybody can do that. If you simply say hello to those who greet you, do you expect a medal? Any run-of-the-mill sinner does that. In a word, what I'm saying is, grow up your kingdom subjects. Now live like it. Live out your God-created identity. Live generously and graciously toward others the way God lives toward you. Now, do you notice how God always initiates and we respond? He does it first, and then he asks us to follow his lead. I mean, any good parent leads by example. And guess what? Our Heavenly Father, he's an exceptional dad. 
Now, I can hear some people, you know, maybe you're saying things like, so Pastor Andy, we know that forgiving is the right thing to do. And I'm sure most of us do. But do we understand that we don't have to strive and struggle to do it? If we can understand that it's in our God-given nature to forgive, we will forgive because that's who we are. I mean, that's what we do. It's part of our God-created identity. Let me say that again. Forgiveness is in our nature. It's who we are. You know, sometimes we might hesitate to forgive someone because we don't feel very forgiving toward them. I've been there. I'm sure you've been there. We might still feel, you know, a great deal of anger or resentment or animosity toward them. So what do we do? We examine this emotional state that we're in, and then we make a decision that we're not in any condition to forgive. We buy into the error that forgiveness is a feeling. Remember, we said this earlier, forgiveness is not a feeling. What is forgiveness? It's a choice. Forgiveness is releasing someone from the debt we feel they owe us and giving up the right to be treated fairly by them. I know it's not easy. Trust me. Been there. Done that. See, we don't have to wait for our feelings to come on board or to come in line. Instead, we can follow the divine sequence that God has given us, which is to think, then choose, then feel. See, some people hesitate to forgive someone, saying things like, I'm working on it, or it may take me a while to completely forgive them. Well, what this implies is that forgiveness takes time, but the truth is that it doesn't. Feelings can take time to change, right? For sure, we've all been there, but forgiveness is only a choice away. Once we decide that we are willing to choose forgiveness, we can complete the act of forgiving immediately. So. How can I flesh this out? Well, for some of us, we could do it personally. Maybe we still have a relationship with this person and we're able to go to them and offer forgiveness. But in some cases, this doesn't work out. I mean, maybe you still have access to this person, but it's maybe it's been too long, it's been a while, or maybe they just wouldn't understand. Like they would be like, I offended you and when. And so it could cause more issues than help. For others, maybe you no longer have a relationship with this person, or maybe they're even deceased. But see, we still have to walk through this process called forgiveness. So one way to handle these situations is by using the empty chair method. Yeah, you heard me right, the empty chair method. This method is simply a different way of carrying out the same forgiveness process. So basically what you do is you just set out two chairs and then you sit in one while facing the other empty chair. Now, as you're facing this chair, you need to imagine the person who offended you. Now, for some of us, maybe we need to close our eyes for a moment and just think about that. And I know it may bring up some feelings. It may bring up, you know, resentment. It may bring up anger, but that's okay. Because number one, the first thing we do is we assess the damage. You know, it hurt me when he, she, or you did this. It made me feel, and explain how you feel, embarrassed or abandoned, rejected, you know, whatever it is. And then number two, we choose to forgive and release the debt. This is not the easiest part of the process, but remember, forgiveness is a choice. So we choose to forgive and release the debt. So you could say something like, but I choose as an act of my will, because I am a forgiving person in Christ, to forgive him or her and release him or her from anything that they, he or she, owes me, even if he or she does it again. 
Did you follow that? There was a lot of words there. But basically, you're saying, I completely release you, and I even release you to do it again. Now, that doesn't mean that we have to put ourselves in harm's way. It just means that we're being realistic, that just because we have released this person, of course, if they're deceased, they probably won't do it again. Duh. But if it's a person who still exists, a person who you still could bump into or still have a relationship with, know that they may do this again. Okay. But then number three is remembering your choice. We have to remember our choice. You might wake up a day or two later and those feelings are back. What do you do? You just say, thank you, Lord Jesus, for you know this opportunity to forgive and then put the name of the offender in there. Forgive so-and-so. I ask you to remind me in the moments I need it most of this decision that I've made today. I mean, every single day, right? If it takes that, remember, remind yourself of this choice of forgiveness. So are you ready to let things go? No one ever said that it would be easy, but I do believe that it's possible. The good word for today is forgiveness. Let me pray with you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for an opportunity once again to look into the scripture, to hear your voice, Holy Spirit. You know, many of us, we have past hurts. uh, We have past grievances. We've found them extremely hard to let go, extremely hard to let go. We've allowed them to taint our thinking, our actions, and our relationships. I pray this morning that you would help us to tap into our true identity. We are forgivers. We're built in forgiveness. It's possible. We are capable. But Holy Spirit, we need your help. I pray for those right now who have made this decision today to forgive. Just bring them a peace that surpasses all understanding. Bring them a comfort right now in this time because it's never easy. But you know, holding on to this will hurt us more than help us. You know, holding on to bitterness and unforgiveness is like trying to hurt someone else while you drink the poison. It never works out. So I pray today that people who are hearing this and seeing this will make that decision to forgive, to release that person from the debt that we feel that they've owed us. We thank you for this process. You, Holy Spirit, can help us through this. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Wow. Forgiveness isn't easy, folks. I mean, sometimes it's it's a daily thing you have to walk in. But you know what? It completely releases you. It's like it takes the, the weight off. It's like that weight can fall to the ground. I've had so many opportunities in my life where I've chosen to forgive. And guess what? It was like, I could breathe again. So I highly encourage you to release others from that debt that you feel they owe you. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Thank you for checking out the Faith City Church Podcast. We believe that you'll be blessed by today's message.